Hey everyone, my name is Brett Howe and I am an athlete mindset and life coach. I'm a former dual sport ACAC athlete playing both hockey and soccer at the college level. I am now mom of four, entrepreneur and founder of AMP Coaching. AMP Intermission Podcast shares top-notch conversations with some of the most inspirational people around. I speak with those from top performing past and present athletes, coaches, to sport parents, and everyone in between. In sharing stories from adversity to triumph, this podcast will inspire athletes to follow their own genuine path to fulfillment in life and in sport. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. going everyone I am so excited I feel like I haven't been here for so long quite honestly I had recorded an episode and realized when I was uploading it and editing it that there was no sound my mic was plugged in I must have shut my mic off and then there was absolutely no sound which is a real shame because it was a really crucial episode that I loved doing I had a lot of fun and I was feeling really I'm upbeat about it and excited about it. So we're going to give it another whirl and hopefully this episode comes out just as powerful, if not more than the other would have. And I just am super excited to be talking about it today. I want to talk today about perfectionism. What I notice in talking to so many of my athletes, so many of my clients, even just having conversations with moms, dads, coaches, athletes themselves is how hard we are on ourselves and how much we strive for this perfectionism when at the end of the day, it's never quite obtainable. As I go through and work with clients, I'm reminded of the way I used to be. And it was funny because I was reading through my wedding vows in our wedding book not too long ago. And I didn't know then that these words would be so powerful now, Uh, but one of the things I shared in my vows was how my husband, my soon-to-be husband in that moment, had taught me that a perfect life is one with its imperfections. And this hits home so much for me now than it ever has before, especially in coaching young athletes in this mindset of we can aim for something that is so darn close to perfectionism, but we're never going to quite get there. When we watch a game, when we watch any sport activities, you know, even the professionals, I ask my clients, do you think that entire game is done without mistake? Because if it was, how boring would that be? You know, even the highest paid professional athletes make mistakes and they fall short of perfectionism. So we need to recognize as athletes that that's not quite obtainable. And I needed to recognize that in my life outside of sport that I can strive for absolute greatness, but I have to be humbling in myself to know that that perfect world is just not going to be achieved. And that's the joy in it, though, never knowing what's around the corner or knowing that we're going to not quite be perfect. That's where the growth happens. And that's, I think, 
when I said those vows back then in 2013, they really hit home for me today because it's, it's just important to acknowledge that genuinely the life that is worth living, the life that is most exciting and has most fulfillment is not the one that is lined up perfectly with how we see and envision. In fact, it's the one where we take a chance and we might fail, we might fall short and we pivot and we make adjustments and we grow and we evolve and we learn. That's where the magic happens. That's the best part of the journey. And that is what I would call a perfect life. And that's what I want to speak on today is okay, we're athletes that struggle with perfectionism. It's all well and good to acknowledge that. But how do we grow? How do we evolve? And how do we shift our perspective to transform that pitfall that we have and we experience and get ourselves out of the mindset of being, you know, failures or screw ups and into that growth mindset? So the first thing I want to address today is what are the signs of someone who's made struggle with perfectionism? What do we see in athletes that might face perfectionism and maybe don't even acknowledge that this is their main struggle is just not being able to accept falling short. So if we are an athlete ourselves or parents or coaches, and we're looking for signs of what our athlete is experiencing and whether or not they're struggling with this. Here are a few. So we might have a hard time shaking failure. I know for me, in my life, in my business, I don't need someone to tell me when I've screwed up because I know it. I'm very aware of it. As an athlete, I was very aware. But I held on to that for so long. I couldn't shake that. I remember... I started out the University of Calgary and then I went to Sate and played my hockey there. And I remember being in a final game with them and I shot the puck and the goalie kept it under her pad. They immediately turned it around, transitioned and had a breakaway and they scored and they beat us out in playoffs. And I held on to that for so long to the point where I ended up hanging the skates up for a year after that because I was so distraught about that season and how it ended now don't get me wrong there was other things that led to me feeling like I had to just take a break from the game but I still I still remember that play I see it in my head I see the faces I I all of it and I just couldn't shake that I couldn't give myself credit where it was due and I had a hard time shaking that failure So that's one thing that we see in athletes that struggle with perfectionism is they can't just, you know, stop looking in the past and put themselves in the here and the now and be where their feet are. They just can't shake the screw ups that they had and they hold on to that mistake. And I see it, you know, an athlete might be having a really, really good game. They make one screw up. Maybe it leads to them scoring a goal, the opposition. And when you ask them how their game went, it was awful. It was terrible. You know, when they held on to that one mistake. We often get preoccupied with that fear of judgment or that fear of failure. So we are so fearful of making a mistake and what others might see in us or just making the mistake and the failure itself that we don't take those risks, that we actually just hold ourselves back and we play small, essentially. 
we get defensive of criticism. And I say we in all of this because this is, I am guilty of this. I am someone who worked myself through perfectionism. Does it still creep in from time to time? Of course it does. It's a, it's a daily work in progress. I've come leaps and bounds from where I was. I'm give myself a lot more grace, but I say we, because I am there as an athlete. There's many athletes who struggle with perfectionism. In fact, I think it's a very common trait for elite level athletes. So we get defensive of criticism. Now that might not be an outward projection of being defensive, but within ourselves, we are very defensive. This was something that I have really overcome in being able to take the criticism and at the, you know, I was very good at taking criticism, but then I would take it, get defensive behind closed doors and really beat myself up on that. So that's kind of a trait that we see. Believe it or not, perfectionists struggle with procrastination. And the reason isn't because we're lazy, because as athletes, we're not lazy. The reason is because if it's something that we know we're not going to be perfect at, we don't want to let it get in the way. We don't even take a chance. So we put it off to the back burner. The things that we aren't perfect in our minds at, the things that we struggle in, instead of improving on, we procrastinate and we put it to the back burner because we know it's something that we're uncomfortable and it's it causes that discomfort in us. We won't try new things unless we're confident. I'm someone who I love tennis. I love playing tennis when when we go away on holidays. It's the one thing if it's a warm place, you know, that's, you know, mediocre temperatures where I could play. I play it. I will not try pickleball. I will not try pickleball because I don't believe that I can get good at it without a partner. And I don't want that partner to see me lacking and to see me struggle. And I know that. I know that I am insecure about trying new things because I don't want to be bad. Am I going to try pickleball? Yeah, it's a goal of mine for this year to start playing because, you know, I know it'll be fun. It'll be something that my husband and I can do together, but I'm held back because I'm like, I don't want to do it and have to work myself up to be better at it. It's the same with golf. It took me a long time to go and play golf. And I was very, very not enjoyable to play with when I wasn't having a good game and you don't just automatically go out and are a good golfer you actually have to work at it well those first couple years were quite a struggle for me and anyone playing with me because I was quite competitive in that I was hard on myself it's one game that I've learned to just be laxy-daisy people who know me are shocked that I'm not competitive in golf because of my mindset and the way I've been in every other sport. But it's one thing that's challenged me to just allow myself to not be good at and allow that perfectionism to be challenged. So that would be an encouragement I have for athletes out there is do the things that you're not good at and allow yourself to improve in time. We often as perfectionists, we focus on outward forces rather than within ourselves. So this can sometimes translate into this victim mentality, but we focus more on the external than internal. And we struggle with going within ourselves and taking that time to be with ourselves and tapping into the insecurities that we face as perfectionists. Okay. The thing I've learned is that as a perfectionist, my worthiness used to depend on achievement. 
I will tell you that it is one of the main reasons that I was a dual sport athlete in college because I was always in search of that overachiever. I was always in search of trying to be the best. So yeah, it was one of the main reasons that I played hockey and soccer because my worthiness, my ability to think that I was good enough to be liked was based on being that high achiever, was based on doing something that others couldn't do. And while I think that's an incredible feat that I had, I'm very humbled by myself by, and I'm, I'm proud of myself. I believe it came from the place of wanting to be worthy and wanting to be, you know, sought after, which we all have reasons and insecurities of why we do certain things and they can be good or bad. And I believe that I grew a lot as an athlete in that time. And I, I acknowledged that I didn't set boundaries around myself. I acknowledged that I didn't set boundaries around my energy. I probably because I was giving so much to sport, I wasn't giving much to myself, which I learned in later life. And am I proud of myself for playing two sports? Of course I am. Did I enjoy it? Of course I did. And I built incredible connections, but at the end of the day, it, it came from a place of lacking, lacking in that affirmation and feeling like I needed achievement to prove myself as a perfectionist. We sometimes have this inability to shift our perspective and shift out of that emotional state and into the perspective and the bigger picture. Perfectionists, they often believe that they are their emotions, right? So I'm not good enough is sometimes a quote that I hear from a lot of perfectionists or I screwed up. So that means I am a screw up. You know, I made a mistake, so I am unworthy. Um, instead of shifting our perspective into like, okay, we are good enough. What can we do better? How can we improve? You know, coming from a different mindset of like, where's the growth? Where is that opportunity? It's always like when we fall short, we're immediately our toughest critics. That's a big one. I notice as perfectionism traits is just like our toughest critic and others might be like, you played an okay game. It's like, no, I played the worst game ever. And finding it hard to like accept that. A, a decent game is not going, you might not be perfect, but you still had a decent game. Well, if you don't have that, you know, where all your goals are met and everything aligns, then okay, it was a, a brutal, a brutal game, brutal performance, whatever it might be, right? So I mentioned that we struggle with this like emotional regulation. So failing mistakes, when we're out of our comfort zone, we struggle to like regulate ourselves emotionally. This was huge for me in that I Whenever I was uncomfortable, whenever I failed, I would dwell in it, but I would also be completely unreasonable in my emotions, you know, allowing myself the time and space to, you know, deal with it. But it was like, I held on to it for so long and then my emotions were all connected and I, I couldn't regulate myself. So that's a big one is we, we are unreasonable in our emotional state and we aren't, we don't have the right perspective. So, um, you know. I had an awful game. I might as well quit hockey. I'm never going anywhere. Like those are kind of the things that we tell ourselves in our heads as perfectionisms when we can't come over that hump. Right. I just want to encourage as perfectionists, there's some tools that you can use, but the thing we want is we want to stop tagging our identity as an outcome. Who are you and what you do? You are not your performance, right? Who are you? 
And if you have a less than great performance, that's not who you are. You not you are not inadequate as a human. You just had a bad game, a bad day, whatever it might be, but that doesn't define who you are as a person. That doesn't define who you are as an athlete. It just is inevitable. Essentially we are, I had, my dad used to tell me one of the biggest faults of an athlete, which, you know, you could put in there, someone who strives for that perfection. One of the biggest faults is always trying to be the best and expecting the best every single game, but you're not going to be there, you know, and even just females in their cycles, they're not going to be at their top of the game every single day. It's important to recognize that that is unachievable. Aim for it, but acknowledge that you will fall short and give yourself that grace, right? Instead of, you know, our performance is who we are. I scored, I'm good. I missed the net, I'm brutal. Like that's the stories we tell ourselves in our subconscious. Those are the lies that we tell ourselves. And so often I see if we're lacking in that confidence on the ice, we're lacking in it off the ice because we are tagging our identity and who we are to our performance in our sport. And that's what we have to learn. That's the trend we have to cut. That's where we have to shift and change our perspective. We must learn to start to feel good in the process of growth and learning. But the process of growth and learning does not happen when you're at the top all the time. The process of growth and learning actually occurs when you have fallen short. What I see in society so much is we're protecting ourselves from the failures and we're not understanding that you can't be in that state of growing if you're not willing to take the risks to fail. Um, my coach often says you either win or you learn. And I think it's a good way when we take out the idea of what a failure means and we start to shift our perspective and our focus into like, okay, we're either going to get this one right or we're just going to learn and then we're going to grow. And when we come from a place of scarcity, I talk about this lots, when we come from this place of lacking or not being good enough, that's when we spiral out into this victim mentality. And when our perfectionism sinks in and we can't get over that, it is a downward spiral quickly and we need a perspective shift. That's the only way out is to acknowledge and understand that that growth, that learning, that all comes from taking the risks and ditching perfectionism and allowing yourself to suck for lack of a better word, allowing yourself to suck. So I think that's a big one. And for me personally, in the last few years, I played it safe. I did. I played it safe so much of my life. And yes, I was an elite level athlete. I'm have no regrets on my journey because it's how I got to where I am today. But when I look back in my business life, my work life, my family life, my sport life, I played it safe. And it has translated into my later life of like wanting to protect myself from the failure and the judgment. And that's that perfectionism piece, wanting to protect myself from being inadequate instead of challenging myself to set myself up to either win or grow and learn. So I think that's been probably the best perspective shift, I should say, in my journey. And I would encourage athletes to 
take on that role of, Hey, I'm going to do this right. Or I'm just going to fall short and I'm going to pivot and take another step and grow and evolve. Because if I'm not, if I'm always just doing what's going to allow me to be quote unquote, perfect, I'm going to stay pretty stagnant the entire time, right? The, the discomfort that we face is always a positive. It's leaning into that is always tackling that piece of fear. Um, and as perfectionists, we have fear, fear of being inadequate, fear of failing, fear of judgment, but that's always going to be there. And would you rather live in that constantly? And I guarantee you for the rest of your life, would you rather live in that fear? Cause it won't go away by not challenging it. It'll will always be there. You will grow up your entire life outside of your sport with that fear, unless you face it and challenge it and lean into it and know that on the other side of that, the moment you conquer that, there is such peace and the discomfort is, is might be there, but there is just this like peace and humble feeling of, you know, taking that one further step forward. So widening that range so you can have grace and celebrate the small wins. Small wins are a big one. And I encourage my athletes to do that because we so often as elites aim for this like goalpost and it might be a real high one, you know, for, for girls in U18, it's to get to that college. And we aim for that, but we don't celebrate the small wins along the way. So that's all we can see in our sight is just that, that final goal but the journey is supposed to be the the part in which you evolve and grow. And that's supposed to be the joy, the enjoying part, right? So what's the point of reaching your goal if the path to get there is so incredibly unfulfilling, right? If you think that by the time you reach your goal, you're going to be fulfilled, but you haven't got any fulfillment along the way, it's going to be a bit of a pitfall. So I encourage you to celebrate those small wins, you know, look back at yourself. When I look back at who I was a year ago, you know, I might not be anywhere close to where I want to be today, but when I look back at who I was a year ago, I am proud of myself and I can celebrate how far I've come. And that's, that's where it, it holds its importance is being better than you were a month ago. Even yesterday, we're going to have our off days. I get that. But just being better overall than you were from times before. So I felt growing up, I felt like I was a fairly athletic person. And uh, I think my friends, my family can agree with me. I was, I was fairly athletic. I would take on a, a role as an athlete in whatever sport. And I would usually, you know, get to a point where I was fairly confident in it. And I was, I was half, half decent at most thing, athletic areas that I tried. And I was praised for those successes. I was praised by my teachers, by my family, by my friends. And that's what I strive for is success because that to me was how I validated myself. I was validated and that's what I strove for. So I put all this emphasis on the wins and losses in my life rather than the risks I took standing on my own two feet, going against the norm, speaking my truth. Those are things I didn't do because I was like, well, I need to achieve. And the success in my sport or my business life is actually what's going to get me recognized. Until I found that when I can stand on my own two feet, when I can stand firm in who I am, when I can, in this world where we're taught to belong and conform, when I can break through that and stand 
against that norm and speak my truth. That is the true fulfillment I have in my life. And that's where I feel best is, and I encourage, you know, perfectionism. I think we have this, this feeling to want to have that love, care and attention and be validated, but that's the closest I'm coming to healing that perfectionism is, is really standing firm in who I am and tapping into what I want and what I truly am here on this planet for. So much of my life, my self-identity was based upon my achievements. They were tied to achievements. I have one athlete that we talk a lot about how I have so many similarities and Hey, I bet you were really good. I bet you're really good in school. Yeah. I'm like 90, 90s and plus. And I bet that you are, have always been one of the best ones on your team. And when you're not, you really struggle. Yep. 100%. Uh, I bet you're a really great, you know, family person as well. And you do really amazing things around the home that you're recognized for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we are always, and I see it in in my own personal kids, I have one that, you know, strives for absolute perfectionism and feels that she is going to get that love, care and attention when she achieves, she helps. Uh, And that's what maybe in her mind, that's what is creating the love, but it's not right. So it's my job as a parent to recognize, Hey, this isn't, this isn't, if you do X amount of chores around the house, you have this much love from us. It's unconditional. And it's hard as parents. You want your kids to succeed. You want your kids to achieve greatness. Uh, but we have to put more emphasis on the journey to get there rather than the actual end result. And I I feel that I put a lot of emphasis on my end result. I came from a family of two very athletic parents that were very successful in the things that they did. My dad was a, a world-renowned water skier. My mom was an incredible dancer. And so that's the role I took is, Hey, I I can be an achiever here. And when we tie our identity to that, that's when we put so much emphasis on achievements. And when we don't hit those achievements, we are so hard on ourselves. So the idea that I want to put forward to you is to model imperfection, to model that we don't have to be perfect all the time. And actually there is so much more fruit in your life with those imperfections. And as I mentioned, like this is where you grow and this is where you become who you are and you find yourself and you don't let that fear of judgment, the fear of failure, all those insecurities creep in. And I mentioned in my vows that I I wrote this and it, it reigns so true to me now more than ever. And we have to embrace that. That's the biggest key. So a couple tools that I would encourage you to start implementing in your everyday conscious awareness is acknowledging when you make a mistake. Hey, where did that mistake come from? And what did I learn? So Whether we are coaches, whether we are parents, whether we are athletes ourselves, when we fall short or when our athlete falls short, let's ask ourselves, let's ask them the question, where did that mistake come from? What was that mistake? And what did you learn from that mistake? 
Because if we're not making those errors and doing anything with them, turning them into something positive, then that's a wasted opportunity. So where did our mistake, what was it? Where did it come from? And what did we learn from it? Instead of, oh, I shot the puck, it didn't go in the net. They went out, down and scored and that being it. And now I'm mad. <laughs> okay, what did I learn from that? How important it is to hit the net. And what am I going to do about this? What am I, what do I have control over to change this so that next time this isn't a missed opportunity, I'm going to spend more time in the gym, spend more time on my shooter tutor, whatever it might be to grow from that. So find the mistake. What did we learn from it? And now what can we change from it? My job as a coach is, and I used to put so much emphasis on this when I first started, is not I'm not to, here to fix. I'm not here to fix an athlete. My job is to provide my athletes with a process to go through these emotions that truly come up when we're struggling. A process in which, because they're going to happen. I'm not going to cure a perfectionist from being a perfectionist because I'm living proof that that's not possible. When we struggle with perfectionism, it's just about recognizing, regulating, knowing how to process our emotions and knowing how to shift our perspective when that struggle comes up. So that's what my role that I've been so bullish on is, is to get athletes to acknowledge your mistakes, acknowledge your downfalls, your pitfalls, your failures, whatever you might want to call them. Now let's channel our emotions. Let's process it. Let's work through it. Give yourself the time you need. Don't dwell on it for games after. And let's grow. I remember his ring. It just like brings up a story. Like I used to, let's say we had a loss after a game in Calgary and I would drive up and I would be mad after the game. It would take me quite a while to get over it. Typically, I would drive up to a hill, the top of a hill where I could look out on the city, and I would just reflect. And that time, that's all great. But that time was spent feeling pity for myself and feeling mad at myself instead of shifting that and being like, okay, I'm upset. Why am I upset? What did I do in this game that I could have improved on? And where do I go from here? But let's, while we're wallowing in those emotions, let's tap into them and let's shift and let's find the areas we can improve and where we can go from here, because that's the growth mindset, the victim, the scarcity, that's all just blaming the external world. That's all just dwelling on that and never just taking a step forward. That's crucial. Take that step forward that needs to be taken to get to that next level. And yeah, in closing, I really just want to encourage the athletes who struggle with perfectionism to shift it, to acknowledge that a perfect world is never attainable. And we see it in professional sports every day. There's mistakes made and that's what makes the game interesting. That's what makes the game the game. And while you might be making mistakes out there, everyone else is too but it's what we do with those mistakes. It's that transformation that occurs after we fall short and where we go from there. So that's the biggest lesson I would have to not necessarily feel like you need to stop, overcome this perfectionism, but learn how to manage it and learn how to channel it 
And I just really, really encourage you to shift that perspective. Ask those questions of like, where do I go from here? Instead, I've, I suck. I'm not good enough. I fell short. Okay. I didn't quite reach it, but where do I go from here to get to that next level? And I think that's where you'll start to see the shift. That's where you'll start to see yourself grow. So thank you so much for listening. I really enjoyed this one. Again, bummed that it didn't record the first time, but can't wait to be back in full force and on a regular releasing these episodes. And again, please feel free to follow me, Brett Howe underscore coaching on, coaching on Instagram. I have a website, brethowcoaching.ca. Um, anytime if this speaks to you, please reach out. Feel free to book a call. You can do that all through my website, through Instagram, whatever it might be. Looking forward to seeing y'all next week.